Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Well, Bubba, you know what they say. It ain't how you start, it's how you finish. And Arkansas did that, finishing strong in the last two games and finished the series strong after Friday was like, ooh, that's that's not what we were looking for. But anyway, welcome in. How are you? Doing well, fellas. How about you guys? We're pretty good. Pretty good down this way. It was a tough tough week for Central Arkansas for sure with the storms. Um, but it's nice to have some distractions to talk about a little bit in between uh, all the chainsawing and other stuff that's going on here. But, uh, man, Friday was one like we hadn't seen much of, thankfully, this year. And, and I think it was uh, Nuke Lelouch that said in Bull Durham, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire. It just uh, started kind of poorly and didn't get much better from there. Well, Friday night was one of those nights, guys, that, I mean, you could have put Otani on the mound and Alabama would have found ways to get hit. Everything they hit found a hole. Um Everything we threw up there, they hit. It didn't matter. Hunter Holland made some really good pitches. They found a way to put a barrel on it. If they didn't put a barrel on it, they put the handle of the bat on it. Um, they had nine hits of that were less than 90 miles an hour exit below. They're just jam shots, rollovers. Everything found a hole. And, you know, the good thing is, is that guys flushed it. They came out Saturday, played Razorback baseball, and ended up ultimately winning the series. And that's what matters. Did Hunter Holland pitch poorly he didn't have his best stuff but he wasn't horrible like i said he made some good pitches and they just hit him and it was just one of those nights and um you know was he as sharp as he was against lsu no not even close but he wasn't he wasn't that bad either and so i expect him to go into Oxford this weekend and 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 have a good start. So I'm not I'm not worried about Hunter Holland at all. Yeah, that was my concern. If if that was um, just one of those nights, just chalk it up. One of those nights. Yeah, uh, you know I keep. You know, I talk to Vito all the time. Some people probably get nauseated with it, but that says a lot. How hard is the guy? How hard are they hitting the ball off of you? And they really didn't hit that many balls hard off the of Hunter. Um, you know, they had a wind-blown home run. Now, they did hit a couple balls hard. But, I mean, they was just it was just one of those those nights. And, you, and you've seen it on Friday nights in the SEC this year. There's been some blowout wins and losses in the, in the SEC on Friday nights. And that's something that you don't see a lot of on Fridays. Usually it's pitchers' duels. But, I mean, that's life in the SEC these days with all the veteran players. And, and look uh, – Alabama's a good team. They're they're better than I thought they were going to be, and they're a team that you, you'll you'll see them later in the year. They're going to make some noise later in the year. They're going to win a lot of series. They're tough from from top to bottom. Uh, they've got a veteran lineup. They've got one freshman in the lineup, and he's a stud. Shelton's leading their leading their team in home runs. I believe he's got twelve now. He hit one against us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're good. They're a good team. Pretty good pitching. Also, actually, really good starting pitching. So and then they got some good arms out of ten. So they're they're a good team. So it was a it was a big win for us to win the series was was huge. 
And the way they did it, I, I think that's encouraging too because you lose on, you know, game one on Friday night and you trail on Saturday and you trailed on Sunday. They, they showed a lot of uh, heart but also just the fight that you're going to need in games. And really, you know, in the postseason, there are going to be times like this. It's those who, who can keep their season alive by finding a way to win. That's what I enjoyed the most this weekend. Yeah, same here. I mean, I – I asked. I interviewed Jake Forfin after the game on Saturday, and I said, did, "As a team captain, did you feel like you needed to say anything to the team after Friday night's loss?" And he's like, "No." He said, "This team doesn't really need motivation. They go out and they play hard every game." He said, "Tavian, Tavian Josenberger did have some words for us today before the game to get us fired up." And he said, uh, "He said it's something I probably can't say on the air, but he said it's uh, he, he said a few things to get us fired up and." Uh, you know, we went out and took care of business, and that was after Saturday's game. And then they carried it over to Sunday as well. And some huge pitching performances out of the bullpen. You know, Dylan Carter was huge for us. He threw 93 pitches in two days, hmm. um, counting Saturday and Sunday, and was just huge. And I, I love what he said. He said he told DBH and Matt Hobbs, look, give me the ball whenever you want, and I'll, I'll keep it as long as you need me to. And uh, that's what you want to hear out of your guys in the bullpen. You, you want guys down there that want the ball. And I think you're starting to see that. And then, you know, Gage Woods was huge yesterday. Came in and got the final four outs um, against the meat of their lineup. And Gage looked really good. And so that was that's real encouraging to see that. Bubba, help me with uh, the at-bat with Josenberger. Got runners on first and third, one out, two strikes. And they call him out, call a third strike on a pitch or I guess it's not a pitch clock violation. It's the, the batter's uh, violation for not being ready. But he was in the batter's box. Give me this. He wasn't engaged. How do you get engaged with the pitcher? What is engaged? Because he was in the batter's box. He was, you know, messing with his bat. But I, I don't know. I didn't like that call at all. Okay, so I didn't either. I, I, I didn't like it. I think they started – it's crazy. I watch the pitch clock all the time. And – Sometimes they start the clock early. Sometimes they start it late. I think that was a quick – they started it quick right there. And Tavian was in the box. He looked up at nine seconds. He was in the box with both feet, and he was kind of waggling his bat. And when the clock hit nine, he raised his head up and put his bat on his shoulder. That guy was dying to make that call, I think, the home plate umpire. I think he was, I think he was staring at the clock, wanting to make a big call. And, and he did. Now, technically, by rule, he made the right call. But it was so nitpicking, and it was so close. And it was at a huge moment in the game. First and third, one out, um, a one-run game. That was huge right there. And so you hate to see it, but in today's game, that it is what it is. And what I didn't like about it is the pitcher was looking down at his, stop, his, uh, his wristband. They were giving signs on the wristband, so the pitcher wasn't even ready anyway. And I don't know, it's, it's the rule, and we got to learn to live with it. I thought it was kind of nitpicking on the umpire's part. Uh, Bubba Carpenter joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Bubba, I think I speak for everybody when I say, we come to the ballpark to watch the umpires win the sun. <laughs> well, he got his moment in the spotlight right there, yeah. Justin. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I just feel like he wanted the spotlight on him or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, but, you, yeah. you just made, make sure you put him on. In the spotlight, in your own way, on the broadcast—that's the key. That's what we're here for. So, 
Um, let me he ask. Got some attention. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about. Uh, you mentioned you met. You talked to Borfin after the game on Saturday, and then you know another home run for Wagner on Sunday. I mean, these two guys continue to just keep doing it at the highest level. It's it's amazing to me how consistently good these guys have been all year. Well, they have been, and and Phil Phil gave me a stat this morning. Uh, we're we're eight and zero in one run or or games decided less than. Two or three runs. I don't know. I've got it somewhere here, but I have a stat. Um, I can't actually tell you what the stat is, but I got one, and it's a good one. <laughs> close games, good what for Hogs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard oh. time. But cl- <laughs> Hogs have done well in close games. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, the gist of it is 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 we're undefeated in close games. Uh, three runs or less, I think, is what it is, and that just says a lot about this team and the coaching staff. To be honest with you, because look, I don't care. I don't care what you say. Good teams win close games. Bad teams lose close games. And we've found a way to win the close games this year. And I think it's a tip of the hat to the players going out and executing when the game's on the line. And I think it's, it's, it's a lot of it goes to BBH pulling the right string. I mean, he always seems to make the right call. You know, and you look at Gage Woods coming in in the, in the eighth inning with two outs yesterday facing Williamson, their big, their big donkey four-hole hitter. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy's good. Gage came in and got a huge out right there with two runners on base. And, uh, you know, Dave Dave just seems to push the right buttons. And then you look on the flip side of it, I thought Brad Bohan had mismanaged several things in the course of the series that cost them. You know, they were trying to bunt their four-hole hitter in a situation where they had a ton of momentum, pitchers on the line, on the ropes, and he's trying to bunt his four-hole guy who, who's, who crushes the ball. And you could tell the guy had never bunted before. He looked terrible trying to bunt. I, I don't know. I just think if I think if you just juxtapose the two, there's a huge difference in the way DVH goes about his business versus most other SEC head coaches. It's probably true, and he's had a lot of success doing it. So I think whatever he's doing is just dandy. Um, Bubba, let's talk about this week's opponent, and I'm going to talk about Arkansas State. Although, if you want to tell me who's pitching tomorrow, I'll listen to that. Okay. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. Well, it won't be Bybee. I think we can safely say that since he just threw. But um, All right, so then Ole Miss is coming up. And as my friend Pat Bradley once said, and I don't like to quote Pat too much, but he once said, when you're the defending champs, you don't have to repeat, but you do have to compete. And it has been a difficult task at best for Ole Miss in conference play. A single win in three series so far in SEC play, I'm assuming that they will be highly motivated to try to get right against the nationally ranked Arkansas team this weekend. So all the motivation in the world will help, potentially, but it may not be enough. What's your expectation for the matchup here, and what have you seen, if anything, from Ole Miss as far as their struggles go? Well, they, they haven't been very good, obviously. They're 1-8 in conference. Um, but I think you can throw the record out the door. When when Arkansas comes to town, they always seem to, to step up their game. Uh, they hate losing to the Razorbacks, so – I think you're going to see a you're going to see a good SEC team out there competing this week. Um, you know, I expect us to go in and win the series like I do every week, but I don't think I, I don't think Ole Miss is as bad as their record shows. I think they've just uh, they've gotten off to a bad start. And if you think about it, last year they were one of the last teams in the NCAA tournament, and they end up winning the national championship. And in my in the way I view it. They really cost us a national championship because had we beat Dylan Delusia in that final game to get to the to the, the final series in Omaha, mm-hmm. we we beat OU and we have a national championship. 
Um, so I think the Hogs go in there with a little chip on their shoulder saying, hey, we owe it to these guys. They yeah. knocked us out of Omaha last year, so let's let's beat down on them. I'm hoping that's the attitude that we go in with. Yeah, the, um, we, we talked a lot about Arkansas's struggles offense, or uh, sorry, pitching-wise, Bubba, and at times defensively as well, but this is a team in Ole Miss that has given up in the three series 27 runs, 28 runs, and they gave up 20 runs this last weekend in uh, winning one out of three against A&M. So, I mean, they have uh, they've been struggling to hold teams down on the uh, from the pitching standpoint as well. Yeah, it's, it might be a good weekend to be a Razorback hitter. Let's hope. Uh, I like our offense a lot. I like our approach, and uh, I think we're going to go in there and score a bunch of runs. I really do. But hey, let me ask you guys a question. What What's your take? I've seen I've seen two different takes on the Brad Bohan and thing. Um, what What are y'all's takes on it? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I mean, it, it was just him. You know, talk, trying to fire up his team. He was firing up the crowd, and he made a little gesture to the crowd and then did the, the uh, Razorback call to the crowd. I, I thought it was cool. I, I liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. From a fan standpoint, it's great when the opposing team does that and yeah. then they lose. It's great. <laughs> so, it's fine. I thought it was – it was kind of – it almost looked like something that you would see in a movie. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you don't yeah. normally see SEC coaches do stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't think I, – I, I would never see Van Horn do something like that. And – but I, I didn't have a problem with it. No, I watched it, and I was like, okay, good for him. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, it looked like an opposing manager from, like, League of Their Own or something. Yes. Just very clowny. I funny. did miss. Yeah. I was wanting Van Horn to lose his stuff when they called Josenberger out. But he was very calm about it, and you could tell he was mad, but he just kind of walked away, like, just like, ah, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But yeah. he was calm about it. You know, there's really nothing you can do there. I mean, the rule is the rule, and it was very – it was. It could have gone either way, but when you really look at it, he was about one second late engaging, in quotation, yeah. the pitcher. Um, their definition of engaging the pitcher. And so, you know, there's really nothing you can argue there. But my take on Brad Bowen was, look, I've been a Razorback fan since I was a little kid. And the hog call means a lot to Razorback fans. I think for him to come in our ballpark and and mock the hog call, I I, I thought was really pathetic on his part. <laughs> I, I love the fact that he came out with a ton of energy and defended his players. That's awesome. That's what I want out of my head coach. I love DVH because when something goes wrong, he'll jump out there and he'll defend his players. If he gets tossed, he gets tossed. I just thought Bohan crossed the line when he started – flexing to the fans. Well, the flex was kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> but when he started mocking the hog call, yeah. I think that's really pathetic and weak. And um, it's kind of, you know, he kind of tapped into the inner uh, uh, Vitella right there. I don't know if he's taking some of the same vitamins Vitella is, but I think he kind of lost <laughs> it there for a minute. He did. Um, I didn't like it. As a Razorback fan, I didn't like it. I, I compared to, I remember a long time ago, y'all probably don't even remember this. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I remember T.O., Back in the day when he played for the Philadelphia Eagles, going and he celebrated on the Dallas Cowboys star. Yes. Um, in Cowboys Stadium. And you just don't do that. Um, and that's the way I kind of felt with the whole bow-headed thing, mocking the hog call. But that's, that's me. I'm a little stubborn, hard-headed, and I have a little bit of a temper. So, yeah, I didn't like it. Bubba, a guy just sent me this off of uh, social media. He says um, – during the seventh inning stretch hog call, I got Coach Brad Bohannon for the Alabama Tide to raise his hands as if he were calling the hogs with us, and then we exchanged thumbs up with one another. After the game, he was gracious enough to talk about how he loves Arkansas fans. As we make it tough to win in Bomb Stadium, he said he was actually having fun with us yesterday. The guys at Class Act in Alabama gave us all we wanted, but we took the series. 
So that was kind of cool to see. I'm glad that uh, if that's actually his mindset. Um, that's okay, but I, I get your point, too. I'm, I'm sure a lot of fans were irritated by it. At the end of the day, Arkansas won, so I, yeah. it was pretty funny then. If he mocks you and beats you, then it's not nearly as as funny. So anyway. I think it fired up. You know, I don't think it fired up. I, I asked a couple of players, and, you know, it didn't fire them up, but what it did, it fired the fans up. Yeah. So I think it kind of did the opposite of what Bohan was wanting to do. He was trying to fire his team up. It fired the fans up, which fired our players up. Yeah. And I think it, I think it, I think it cost them. I really do. Yep. Well, Bubba, I appreciate kind of you. poking the poking the bear. Poking the bear. You know? Don't don't poke don't poke the goat. Uh, we will talk to you later, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy your week, and uh, we'll all find all out right. together who's pitching tomorrow. Well, you guys stay safe there. Sorry, sorry about that, man. Praying for you guys and everyone in uh, Little Rock. Everything with that tornado. So we've been we've been keeping up with it here in, in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. So. Uh, you guys take care, and uh, talk to you next week. Go on. All right, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it.